0: Thanks for uh, joining us here on the Lori and Julia show on what has to be the darkest day that we've ever broadcast. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, just really, really a tough, tough uh, day for many people, many reasons. And we couldn't be more grateful that we have, uh, you know, the local news media, papers, the TV stations, I guess radio station working really hard, but the news, you guys are out there and we're very happy to have Matt Belanger. Belanger, anchor from KSTP Channel 5 Eyewitness News, j- joining us to give us the latest yeah. of what is going on in the Twin Cities. Yeah,
1: good afternoon. You know, and just a moment of levity, right, before we get into all yes. the seriousness. You know it's a big day when LoJ gets my name right.
0: I know, I know it. it. Oh, That's right. right. Oh.
1: <laughs> just saying. Just saying. But uh, yeah, some un- just unbelievable visuals today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it- we woke up. I think I think people knew that there were going to be protests they started as they have peacefully in many areas yeah. and then once again this is now the third night we saw last night where these protests have turned violent and destructive uh, you know and and I've been reporting uh, the protest in, in downtown Minneapolis that kind of moved down and went onto the interstate was was largely peaceful but even now I'm starting to to hear and see photos of graffiti and broken out windows there in downtown Minneapolis too so so the overwhelming majority of of I, I, I see it seems these protesters do have peaceful intentions but it's reach, reaching a flashpoint right. overnight for right. whatever reason and, and and there is this destruction that is undeniable uh, that we are, are seeing and we woke up to smoke rising from the horizons of both Minneapolis and St. Paul those flames burning out of control in some cases because firefighters deemed it wasn't safe to get in to try and, and put out the flames and then we have the big breaking news that everyone uh, just to reset if you're just joining us here on my talk that that is happening this afternoon and it's changing you know minute by minute hour by hour the former, now fired, Minneapolis police officer who is in the video that everyone has seen and has talked about and sparked the outrage that that we're seeing. Uh, That's Derek Chauvin. He is now arrested and in custody. And we also learned uh, from Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman this afternoon. That happened shortly after 1 Mm o'clock that uh, Chauvin's been charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter. Okay, and and just for you know a little asterisk footnote right? that Freeman went on to explain that's the same set exact same set of charges that Mohammed Noor faced in the killing of Justine Damon also in Minneapolis and uh, a, a that was Fre- a
2: woman who called in when she heard the sounds the Aust- in the alley the Australian
1: mm-hmm. woman in her pajamas mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and 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 uh, Freeman pointed to that saying hey I've brought criminal charges against a member of law enforcement before, and that trial, remember, you ended in a conviction, mm-hmm. uh, and Nor was found guilty. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he drew, he drew a connection there and said, my office knows what it's doing, basically. <laughs> and, um, and also said that, uh, you know, uh, because uh, a lot of this unrest is stemming from the fact that people were demanding action. They wanted right, charges. They right. wanted the guy arrested. Uh, Freeman said that this was the fastest that his office has ever brought charges against a police officer, these criminal charges. So... That, that's, that's what he said. You yeah, know. that's, well, you know. It's, that, it, just bringing in the facts. Yeah,
0: you know? Maybe, I mean, I hope that that, that helps because that's fast and it must mean that a lot of witnesses.
1: I think a lot of people who were demonstrating wanted it to happen right away. And, and, yeah, you which know, it never
0: does. But, but you, and, you know. know, as he
1: said in prior press conferences, they, there's a lot of evidence. And there, there were a lot of witnesses. There's a mm-hmm. lot of video they have to look at. And, mm-hmm. and Freeman said if, you know, the reasoning for the delay is to build a strong case right. as prosecutors because they want the case to, to result in a right. conviction. Yeah. I and mean, right. that's the whole point here Mm -hmm. so and can
2: you speak a little bit about the third degree murder because i think that's kind of an odd thing i i can i can help out here i don't i don't even know because this is
1: well and it's and and there's nuance to that legal nuance and and you the first obviously it's many degrees first second third and and what i what i can tell you and 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 uh, julia if you're looking at something maybe it'll help us out with context but you know of course the prosecutor chooses the charge and great as somebody who has been the victim of a crime myself very recently, yeah. and who has talked to the Hennepin County Attorney's Office and and the prosecutors and has has listened to them as they, they talked to me about charges brought in my case, so I can speak with a little bit of authority about this, is prosecutors go to great lengths to make sure that the, the level of charge that they are choosing is going to stick yes uh, lack of a better way Mm -hmm. of saying it and Mm -hmm. and and julia you might be looking at something that helps with that exactly what does third mean because i don't know that off the top of my head it's
2: it's it's third degree murder is a category of murder defined by the laws of only three states in the united states in minnesota florida and pennsylvania and it is um depending on the state third degree murder may include felony murder regardless of the underlying felony felony murder where only there is a felony or other types of murder, but it's it's a very strong, it's a very strong charge mm-hmm. against
1: murder in itself, regardless of yes. the degree. Yeah. And I, you know, I would caution against people getting caught up on what right. what degree it is, because you know what, no one really talked about what degree it was when it was Muhammad Noor. Exactly. It was a murder charge right. and found yes. and found yep. guilty. So, so that's where we're at this afternoon. And and the other thing I just want to put you ladies on alert uh, about here is that. Uh, Earlier, when we were on the air live, uh, we were hearing from state officials: Governor Tim Walls, the Public Safety Commissioner John Harrington, the Adjutant General uh, John Jensen was was speaking, and and one of the things they talked about in this press conference, as uh, by the way, as they were taking some very pointed, direct questions critical of the leadership's response to all of this and the National Guard, you know, as to, the, to when they arrived mm-hmm. and how law enforcement's been trying to control the situation. Uh, they did talk about the possibility that they were mulling over a curfew. And I'm tap dancing a little bit, like we say in the business, because yeah. uh, because we are anticipating an update on that. Okay. Uh, any moment. All right. And so, you know, as soon as I get that, I'll bring it to you. All I'm right. literally watching my phone. But that's one of the things that that would affect. Uh, we expect a lot of people across Twin Cities. People need to know that. And as soon as we get it, we'll, we'll let you know. But just know that that's kind of expected any minute here.
0: OK, good. Yeah. How many uh, businesses do you guys know? Oh, I, mean, well, it, I mean, I, don't I even read think. It's 170. Countless. Well, that's just St. Paul. That's St. Paul.
1: Right. And if yes. And I that isn't. I don't think Minneapolis. I know that they have not put a number on it to, mm-hmm. to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, solid numbers that we've had over the past forty-eight hours. I can tell you yeah. that two nights ago there were some 30 fires ignited just in south minneapolis right. and that there's no number out there officially today but i mean that has to be much higher when you account for all of the damage and devastation happening along university in st paul mm-hmm. there was the sunray shopping center where there was a hub of activity yeah. uh, i mean at this point it might even be countless when you're talking about you know businesses with broken windows things looted um, I, don't, I don't know if we'll ever know the exact number.
2: No, it's really the Star Tribune, though. They do have a list of all the different types of um, damage to the different buildings. And, and it's overwhelming, the right? It I mean, It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yeah.
0: In in the city, the two city propers, I mean, everything is pretty much getting boarded up. You can't mm-hmm. get gas. You can't get groceries. You can't a, get gas. transit's
1: and, not running, by the way. Just as a little note through the whole weekend, Metro Transit shut right. down buses and trains. If right. you rely on that, that impacts you. I want to let you know about that. Okay. So it's just, it's a lot. And and, as, and there, there are uh, things happening right now that I should just let everybody know if you're just joining us to listen. Uh, right now in downtown Minneapolis, there is a peaceful protest happening at this moment. It's at that plaza between the county building and the city hall building, again, mm-hmm. downtown. Uh, people are gathering. There was a, a, a group of people there uh, who were speaking. Uh, and We listened in live a little bit on the news earlier this morning, and they were calling for all of the officers to to be charged mm-hmm. earlier before the news broke about Chauvin, uh, uh, Chauvin now being charged. And there was a statement that came out not that long ago from uh, Ben Crump, who's the well-known the civil rights attorney now representing George Floyd's family. Yes. And in that statement, uh, Crump called this... Charge these charges brought against uh, this former Minneapolis officer, Chauvin, uh, a, 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 an overdue first step. But the family is still pushing for all four officers who were on that scene when Floyd was arrested to be charged. That again, that hasn't happened. They've all been fired. Only one. The the man in the video with his knee on Floyd's mm-hmm. neck is charged at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and and I imagine maybe the sentiment there in that that crowd downtown Minneapolis, as we continue to report and cover that this afternoon, that might they might be calling for all of the officers. They might not be satisfied with it. Yeah,
2: right. And, and I don't you're probably getting this right now, but um, I believe um, Mayor Fry did just issue the curfew. Yep. He did. Uh, <laughs> did you tell us. Here why? we go.
1: Yep. Uh, so here we go. Uh, Mayor Jacob Fry, and again, uh, we were kind of hinting uh, that this might come from the state level, uh, and, that, and that was the indication we had this afternoon, but here's here's the word. We just got it. Uh, Mayor Jacob Fry has issued an emergency regulation that imposes a curfew throughout the city of Minneapolis. So now we're talking about Minneapolis only starting at 8 p.m. this evening and extends through the weekend. Through the weekend. Mm-hmm. So the, I need to, as, as let me get the actual thing open here. This is real-time journalism, folks.
2: I know. But like it, it. What, what I want
1: to understand about that is how it extends all weekend long. Nobody can go anywhere in Minneapolis all weekend. That's what that sounds like. So I need to, I need to figure that out.
0: Well, you, we'll take a break and you can figure that out. And hopefully they're going to so... do the same thing in the city of St. Yeah. Paul, because it does, it does seem that it is when it grows dark that things literally yeah. are getting really bad a lot of questions we'll yeah. figure it out in the break for sure okay we'll be right <laughs> back hey everybody uh welcome back uh to our friday show it's may 29th mm-hmm. and people had a it's a very upsetting night last night uh just watching the news and it was non-stop news national news outlets were here i mean we're we're making headlines all across the world, and there are protests all across the country. People are rightfully outraged over the murder of George Floyd here on Monday night. We have Matt Belanger from KSTP Channel Five. Hi, this news. Yeah, I gonna... mean, it's just
1: heartbreaking. And isn't
2: you it? guys have been working. I mean, you guys, not when stopped? have you been, been sleeping?
1: Well, I mean, we kind of go into. A... Even more emergency mode than normal, you, mm-hmm. and we work twelve hours on, twelve hours off. Okay. It's kind of just like a hospital, you know. Yeah. I mean, but, but information is our product, and, it, and we're here. You know, it's our job.
0: And local news, oh, what we do we do. need it. Well,
1: yep. well we, we we want to give you the facts. Okay. We want to give you the eyes and ears. And uh, speaking of facts, mm-hmm. it took us a minute to digest okay. the language of this resolution that we've just learned. Again, this is breaking this afternoon, uh, six minutes ago to be exact. We learned about uh, Mayor Jacob Fry. So this affects Minneapolis, the entire city of Minneapolis. There is an overnight curfew that is going to into effect tonight. It starts at 8 p.m., and it will remain in effect until 6 a.m. and uh, as far as exactly what a curfew means but uh, you you don't go out nobody's allowed out okay Mm -hmm. and then we we were confused for a brief moment about what does the language and continues into the weekend what that meant so here's what that means it's lifted at 6 a.m. on Saturday morning and Mm -hmm. then you can go about your life but at 8 p.m. Saturday night to 6 a.m. Sunday morning Another curfew, in effect, stay mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And then as far as we're interpreting it right now from the city of Minneapolis, that's where it stands. It's, it does not go back into effect Sunday night into Monday. So Friday, Saturday, overnights, curfew right. in Minneapolis. And, and you're right, Lori. Uh, we'll, we'll wait to see what happens in St. Paul.
0: Right. Well, i just says, looking about it. Yeah, the St. Paul mayor says there is possibility of curfew. So I'm sure he will follow Minneapolis right. because we're basically that's why we we're called the twin cities yes. were side by side and everything yeah. is very connected. intertwined. So I'm sure that that will be coming sometime during I, our show. I
1: did just want to clarify, cause I am looking at the official statement mm-hmm. about this curfew in the city of Minneapolis and how they're interpreting it. This is directly from the document during the hours of curfew. All persons must not travel on any public street or in any public place. Mm-hmm. Well, that, okay. yeah, that's everybody stays home period. End of story.
0: Or you can be arrested.
1: Well, and you know, there are going to be a lot of news facets that we're going to have to explore okay. about this because essential workers have to go to work. Yeah, yeah, right. Nurses yeah, right. have to go to the hospital. Right. We're in the middle of a pandemic. So mm-hmm. so uh, there's going to be exceptions to this for, yes. for folks. Uh, but if, if there is some kind of an up in the air kind of a, a, a trip that you're thinking about, it, you, this is not the time to be doing it. And you, you got to stay home after 8
0: All the essential workers yep. already have the letters from COVID-19. Yeah, they do. <laughs>
1: I have, my, I have I have I my have letter, nine. too. We all have yeah. ours here <laughs> so, and everybody. Okay. But realize that that will be an, a, a facet of this that right. we're going to have to figure out in real time, basically. Mm-hmm. But most people, Minneapolis, 8 p.m., 6 a.m. curfew tonight. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
0: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Tomorrow night and then stay tuned on St. Paul. You know, we'll have obviously the latest for you on the news starting at 430 this afternoon here. But uh Yeah, that's that's the big one. The big headline is that uh, Mm -hmm. arrest of Derek Chauvin, the now fired Minneapolis police officer, that is the officer whose knee was on George Floyd's neck. Yeah. Uh, Calls still remaining here for the other three officers who responded, who were there for the whole situation uh, to also be charged. That that has not happened to this point. Uh, And uh, the charges against this officer who's. Uh, facing them now uh, include third-degree murder and then a manslaughter charge okay. and uh, brought by Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman.
0: Who else have you guys been talking to? I mean, have you, did you are you talking to people that are protesting? Are you, you know, talking to you know uh, leaders in the cities, you know, who are, you know, maybe some of the Civil rights leaders that are here locally. Well, and
1: we've seen this week. I mean, you had Jesse Jackson here mm-hmm. in town. Al Sharpton was here. But uh, I'm
0: talking about people who live here. Well, we, I, we, I saw. A bunch did you of see? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. No.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. We've oh, had. Yeah. We've had reporters out on the streets, right. and, and and actually, we, they were to their credit, uh, our are wonderful crew. Were, they've been out there all morning long, and people were learning about the arrest and also reacting to the damage first. You know, mm-hmm. earlier in the day, mm-hmm. in real time, right. and and I talked. About about this um and bradley and colleen a little bit is that i woke up you woke up we all woke up and turned on the tv and we in the light of day we saw the carnage yeah. right but there's i still think that there's an element of disbelief especially when it's like your street or your neighborhood so i think a lot of people were compelled to go out and see it in person To make it register almost, you know, I understand
0: that. Well, yeah. And then that's why the local news, I mean, nothing was on. I mean, the view, like Kelly, I mean, all the local news just kept broadcasting. And people want to see that. But I know, like, for where Holly lives and where I live in St. Paul, I mean, when I went to bed last night, smoke, I just shut all the windows in our house. Could we smell the smoke? The helicopters were going overhead, Mm -hmm. a gas station. right around the corner the, from my the house the front
1: door to the building where i live in downtown minneapolis is a glass door and it's smashed through yeah. right now and the coffee shop that i go to and you know pre-pandemic yeah every morning is is destroyed
0: so anyone so, who mean, lives in the city yeah. proper is they're kind of it. Yep. Fe- feeling it because and they're you know they've taken other steps that, you know with other places where they're just we're not taking any chances with their business speaking
1: of people that we're hearing from you you might uh, if you just indulge me for a moment I want to share something we're gonna have tonight and that is and this is pretty compelling here one of our reporters Eric actually was with George Floyd's fiance mm-hmm. interviewing her today before the news broke about the charges mm-hmm. being brought against this one officer and he was there, and and the interview was basically just ended seconds before yeah. she got the news while standing right in front of him, mm-hmm. and and is able to react with him in real time. That that hugely emotional moment, that mm-hmm. raw emotion, she actually collapsed right onto the sidewalk.
2: Oh. And you know something else. I we Is should, she Courtney Ross? Uh, it's Courtney Ross, yeah. correct.
1: And 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 she has some powerful. Messages that she's going to have in the broadcast tonight. If you have a second to watch, but the other, the we other will, thing, Matt. I know, I know. <laughs> but the the other thing that she has said, and Floyd's family members have said, is that George Floyd. I, I didn't know the man, Mm-mm. but people we were hearing from who were close to him. Had, you know, remember him like a, a gentle giant, right? And they have, they are singing in unison that the violence. And the destruction that people are doing right now is not something George would have endorsed. Mm-hmm. And, and she reiterates that today, and I do think that we're hearing that again. But at the same time, we are also hearing and and, and reporting from and hearing from the people who are, who are out demonstrating and protesting, and they can understand why that's happening. Yeah. Because the other traditional channels of trying to affect change— Haven't been successful for them, so they have told us the reporters that they feel like
0: another option.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's what that's that's you know the the moment right right now that we're living in right now. So you're up to date with where it stands.
0: All right, Matt. We appreciate it. If you have anything else to uh, give to us, we'll take it. Otherwise, we'll yeah. just say. No, I think you got it. I think you got it. And we'll have- you got
1: it. and, ch- and what, you, you guys will watch for that curfew. I mean, that's just the yeah, latest we'll watch for breaking. Paul and and Julie's yeah. all on it over there. Julie, you can I come know. down to the newsroom and help us. Out. No,
2: <laughs> no, I I did email you. I yeah. mean, this morning, and Chris Eager was doing reporting across from this dear pharmacy that you and I both love, Lloyd's. On Snow oh, it's New destroyed.
1: Avenue. And how sad for the the people who were coming there with their prescriptions.
2: It was, well,
0: that it place is, is busy. That's my pharmacy. Yep.
2: And they make compound drugs for people. They do something different
0: there. Different yeah. there. They, it's that a, an done. amazing, amazing uh, And it's a community. Yeah.
2: I mean, that place it's it's i the cried when pop I saw that. shops that are really mm-hmm. that are all so important to the existing communities where we get eat where we get our medicine and that's just where one shop.
1: place julia right mm-hmm. i mean yeah. so you like multiply that, that by place, countless yeah. other locations and you realize this is this is going to affect us for a long time mm-hmm. to come in all kinds of different ways mm-hmm. uh, and and so that's where it stands right and now. and i
2: I'm, I'm glad we're issuing a curfew in minneapolis um and we'll wait and hear what happens with saint paul i think it's important Oh we have to get order.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know? Absolutely because uh I feel like sometimes I feel like there's an element of of people that don't even care or about live here. or or yeah, or live here mm-hmm. that might be troublemaking under the no, you know, justice no peace kind yes. of a uh cause and when there
2: are the the people that are protesting and are doing it peacefully. Yeah that gets
0: lost in the shuffle. Right, it really does. All right, Matt, thank you and You're uh, welcome and and you
1: know what? You. Stay safe everybody. Good luck. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: right. we'll so see you on Monday or talk to you on Monday and uh, we'll be watching uh, KSF Channel 5 Eyewitness News when we come back. President Obama uh this afternoon issued a statement on George Floyd's murder and we're going to have that when we come back. Oh, yeah, a little little Mavis Staples and the Staples Singers. And, you know, this song, I'll Take You There, the vice president of Stacks, which, if you ever get to Memphis, I highly recommend that museum. But the vice president, Al Bell, began writing, I'll Take You There after attending the funeral of his second brother who was murdered. And according to Bell, after returning from the funeral, he sat on the hood of a bus in his father's backyard Heard the baseline and then the words came to him. And then of course, oh. that is just an amazing but, song. Yes, it is. Amazing. Yeah, okay. Is. So uh President Obama, I, I thought this morning, you know, I, I my mom called me, absolutely crying. Mm-hmm. So upset. Stayed up till like three in the morning watching the news, all worried about Casey and I, and mm-hmm. you know, just everything. And she's just she's been upset since this happened to George Floyd. And um I said to her, I said, Mom, we need to hear from President Obama. You know, he would have something to say. And I said, I'm going to hang up and I'm going to go. And he had posted at noon today on his Twitter and Facebook page a statement on the death of George Floyd. Okay. I'm going to read it. Um, He starts out, I want to share parts of the conversations I've had with friends over the past couple of days about the footage of George Floyd." Dying face down on the street under the knee of a police officer in Minnesota. The first is an email from a middle-aged African-American businessman. Dude, I gotta tell you, the George Floyd incident in Minnesota hurt. I cried when I saw that video. It broke me down. The knee on the neck is a metaphor for how the system so cavalierly holds black black folks down, ignoring the cries for help. People don't care. Truly tragic. And then President Obama goes on to say, another friend of mine used the powerful song that went viral from 12-year-old Keaton Bryant to describe the frustrations he was playing. Yep. And we'll get to that in a minute. Yep. The circumstances of my friend and Keedron may be different, but their anguish is the same. It's shared by me and millions of other others. It's natural to wish for life to just get back to normal as a pandemic and economic crisis upend everything around us. But we have to remember that for millions of Americans, being treated differently on account of race is tragically, painfully, maddeningly normal. Whether it's while dealing with the health care system, or interacting with the criminal justice system, or jogging down the street, or just watching birds in a park. This shouldn't be normal in 2020, America. It can't be normal. If we want our children to grow up in a nation that lives up to its highest ideals, we can and must be better. It will fall mainly on the officials of Minnesota to ensure that the circumstances surrounding George Floyd's death are investigated thoroughly and that justice is ultimately done. But it falls on all of us, regardless of our race or station, including the majority of men and women in law enforcement who take pride in doing their tough job the right way every day to work together to create a new normal in which the legacy of bigotry and unequal treatment no longer infects our institutions or our hearts. And Mm. this was Mm -hmm. put out like an hour before, you know, Chauvin, the arresting officer, was arrested. And so, I mean... I was so glad to hear from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really was. I mean, I I just was like, uh, I just immediately just thought we need to hear from him. And um, his statement, um, you know, he dealt with under his administration, a lot of numerous high profile killings and yes. protests, most notably in Ferguson, Missouri, after teenager Michael Brown was shot by a police officer, you know, so um Anyway, so but being a former president is different now that he's out of office. President Obama is more free to try to lead the social change his candidacy candidacy once promised, and during the time when we really are desperately in need of compassionate leadership. Yeah, and um, you know, take a look at it. It's on yeah. his Twitter and Facebook page, and then when he referenced. Um, that a friend of his you know, shared with him this powerful song that went viral from this 12-year-old boy. Keaton. Keaton. He Bryant. competed on Little Big Shots. Oh, he did? The Steve Harvey Show. Yes. And the Today Show had, um, I think it was Hoda and Jenna sharing the story. So we'll just roll that. So it's been a, a painful mm-hmm. few days. We mm-hmm. want to talk about this mm-hmm. with the news of the death of George Floyd and the protest and the riots that have followed in Minneapolis last night. Mm -hmm. So we want to introduce you to one young boy who hopefully some of you saw him. His name is Keydron Bryant. He's a 12-year-old gospel singer. He's from Jacksonville, Florida, and he channeled his feelings into a beautiful song. Let's take a listen.
1: I'm a young black man doing all that I can. To stay all
0: over oh, when I look around and I see what's being done to my kind every day. I'm being hunted as prey. My people
2: don't want no trouble. We've had enough struggle.
0: I just wanna leave. God protect me, I just want to leave. I just want to leave. oh my word, oh my word. Mm. That video Isn't that so is beautiful. extraordinary. Um, mm-hmm. and Jen, I know you saw it and it struck you, and Carson sent it to me. He saw it on LeBron James's social media page. Lupita Nyong'o tweeted it, mm-hmm. Janet Jackson. Uh, they've all put it on Instagram. Um, some, some of us may be looking at mm-hmm. Kidron and think, I feel like I know him. Well, actually, he was on the last season of Little Big Shots, but um, that, was, that was extraordinary, so it's worth a rewatch. Whoa. Oh,
2: just the powerful words
0: and me. his beautiful voice and you know he wrote it yeah he you know his mom or his mom might have helped him but i mean it was just that was that was amazing and that both hoda and jenna were just crying and yeah it 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 it's pretty extraordinary and i don't know if we can post that holly or yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and so people if they don't have like my mom would say to me i don't have Instagram."
2: Well, right, right. <laughs> we'll take care of that. We'll take
0: care of that. But yeah, it's pretty powerful.
2: It's 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 really just been so crushing um, thinking of, about what our friends in the black community have suffered through for so long. And yeah. I've spent so much time talking to parents mm-hmm. of, you know, about what it would be like to be a parent. Of a young black man or a young black woman Mm -hmm. and and, and their mistreatment and the injustice and how you would be so afraid all the time and listening to this twelve year old boy, I'm just a young black man doing all I can, hunted as prey. My people don't want no trouble. We already have enough struggle. I just want to live. I mean, that is just so bloody sad. And and definitely and so I just I our community needs to heal. I think everyone's in pain, I hope. The violence stops though it I think it has to stop, but also there has to be justice, yeah, and that has to happen and and this is just really it has just seeing this, and I'm looking at the picture of Keenan. I yeah. mean, he's just <laughs> so and I saw it on TV this morning. I was just so touched, and I just think of everybody out there who's suffering, and um
0: that we, it, that it's a regular it's, thing to be so horrific it's It's just
2: so horrific and it's hard to put words around it and it's hard lori and i were kind of we were really stressing out about even being on the air today because this is so hard for us to talk about and it's well, so
0: sad and it's it seems surreal it does. because when you when you realize that like the new york post minnesota is on fire you know it's the front page All around the world there are protests happening all across the country there's a huge one going that's going to happen in Seattle I mean I talked to a call center today and Mm -hmm. the woman I we talked about this and she said I live in Vegas and there's you know protests happening Mm -hmm. here and it's it's people are this knee on the neck and this killing of George Floyd People have just, they've just absolutely had it, absolutely had it. And um,
2: it's so wrong.
0: Yeah. And maybe, I mean, maybe it's the thing that is going to be, is that the moment? Is this the death that is going to force change? We have to hope so. Absolutely. We have to pray that that is absolutely, absolutely the case. But um, I understand I understand how mad people are. Yeah, how 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 long has this been going on? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't. We don't have that. I mean, we have a little, just a tiny taste of it because we've been women and we've had sexual harassment and we've had that kind of stuff. But that's just a tiny. It's nothing like being afraid of your life. Right. If right. You walk. So that's why, I mean, I like, you know, I yeah. tell like any, you know, like, a, you know, Casey and I were talking about it. And he he just said, you know, I've really never really thought about that. How privileged I am as a white guy. Just something, you know, I, just I've was. never had to think about. Well,
2: exactly. This is making a lot of people think.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Which is a, a blessing in all of this. Yeah. About.
0: All right. When we come back, we're going to. um. The Jason and Don uh, shared something with us that they shared this morning oh, on the air, and okay. it's from a speech that Martin Luther King Jr. gave on April 14th, 1967, when all of the U.S., there were protests uh, going on across the nation and what he said about that. So we'll be right back. Staple, that was the lead song on the album that she put out, I think maybe last year, called We Get By and that's a song that Ben Harper wrote and she said about that song when I first started reading the lyrics Ben wrote for me, I said to myself, my God, he's saying everything that needs to be said right now, but the songs were true to my journey and the stories I've been singing all my life. There's a spirituality and honesty to Ben's writing that took me back to church, and that's been my job. I can't give up all the struggles still alive. We've got more work to do, so I'm going to keep on getting stronger and delivering my message every day. And, you know, she's 80 and something else. Wow. Really, You know, mm-hmm. just something else. She she was at the fair, and she opened for... Oh, I just can't uh, um, We were both there. No, I know. Um, she opened for Brandy Carla yes. last summer and it was she was amazing and we saw her another time with Bonnie Raitt she's just oh, so inspiring oh that's yep. but anyway that's the song we get by with Mavis Staples featuring Ben Harper okay so uh the summer of 1967 where the, were you yeah that's mm-hmm. well, where were you um mm-hmm. kids yep and um but the, the the united states was burning there were protests all over Uh, America and um, Martin Luther King Jr. in a speech on April 14th, 1967, said this. I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met, and it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so, in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America postpones justice, we stand in the position of having these reoccurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. I mean, 1967 yeah, wow. was so long ago. Mm-hmm. But it's just like nothing, you know, here we are. But I just, oh, he, he really knew... He really knew how I know. to say it, didn't he? Big time. So, and then, you know, we also, we got, we have so many great people We've, that listen to us and have, have for so a many long, great people. long time. And we want to thank uh, Donna, uh, Donna Moores. Um, she sent us a note um, this morning um, and it was an opening statement during um, the Greater Twin Cities United Ways all staff virtual meeting that they had yesterday. And, um, and it's by the Winters Group. Yes, mm-hmm. by the Winters group, and um, anyway, it's uh, what did she say? I love your show, She's, longtime listener, yeah. but I've never emailed. And um, she said, "I'm white. I raised her family in Highland Park in Saint Paul. My heart breaks for the family and friends of George Floyd, and certainly understand and appreciate the protesters. That said, my heart breaks for the people of the neighborhoods who've lived in fear and smoke, and seen so much destruction in their neighborhoods of small and large uh, necessity." Businesses that takes away neighborhood security, ease, and comfort of living. This commitment to live exclusively was read aloud at the meeting, like I said yesterday. yes. And um, so, what does it say? Okay, commitment to live inclusively. I commit to be intentional and living inclusively. I commit to spending more time getting to know myself and understanding my culture. It is in understanding myself that I'm better positioned to understand others. I will acknowledge that I don't know what I don't know, but I will not use what is unconscious as an excuse. I will be intentional in exposing myself to difference. If I don't know, I will ask. If I am asked, I will assume positive intent. Most importantly, I will accept my responsibility in increasing my own knowledge and understanding. I commit to speaking up and speaking out, even when I'm not directly impacted for there is no such thing as neutrality in the quest for equity, justice, and inclusion. I will strive to accept and not just tolerate, respect, even if I don't agree, and be curious, not judgmental. I commit to pausing and listening. I will be empathetic to the, empathetic to the experiences and perspectives of my others. I will use my privilege positively and get comfortable with my own discomfort. I commit to knowing, getting, and doing better than I did yesterday. keeping in mind my commitment to live inclusively is a journey, not a destination
2: isn't that that's something that's amazing. Uh, Thank well, you, Donna, for sharing that with us. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's an amazing piece yeah
0: um it, it is no i I had kind of a hard conversation with uh, somebody in my family that is can I say pig-headed? Okay. And it's not my dad, just FYI. I already
2: know who it is.
0: Um, no, and it's not that person oh, either. okay. It's somebody else. And um, she was just like kind of very flippant about, I don't understand why people have to destroy things or, you know, that it gets to the, you know, why are they rioting to get their point across? And I just said, let me ask you this. If you had to have conversations with your white children at the age of five or six, about what it means to be this color and how you have to behave with authority and that you could be hurt or arrested or, you know, whatever, that there is this systemic racism. I said, what would you be doing? She said, well, I wouldn't set anything on fire. I said, but would you maybe protest? Well, you know, I don't even know if I would be. I said, because you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. I mean, it was really, I couldn't believe that I was having to explain You know, Mm -hmm. she's just like well, people, and I was just like, and that is some how some people think, you know, Uh, they just can't see out of it. I'm going to send that to her. Yeah, I think this is beautiful. (sighs) You know, I was
2: thinking we should post it. It's so it's amazing. Yeah.
0: So Um, anyway, oh gosh. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna just just veer off one thing because I never got to this, and I really wanted to. It happened over the weekend. Okay. And um, it is to remember the life of Wilson German, J-E-R-M-A-N, 1929 to 1920. He was the longtime White House butler. Oh, yes. I don't know if you guys read about yes. him at all. This happened. Yes. So he, he started working in the White House um, in 1957 under Dwight uh, Eisenhower. D. Eisenhower. And then when President John F. Kennedy was in office, he got his first big promotion to butler thanks to the president's wife, Jacqueline Kennedy. Mm -hmm. He had a very close relationship with Jackie O. This is from his granddaughter. She trusted him with her children, and he would ensure they had everything they needed in the White House. In 1966, and Wilson, I will say, you know, he's he's a black man. I'm glad he isn't here to see everything that's going on this week. In 1966, when Wilson's wife, Gladys, was dying of lupus, Whoa.
2: 1956. 66. Oh,
0: 66. Uh, President Lyndon Johnson flew his personal doctors to help treat her and sent lobsters and filet mignon from the White House kitchen to the family's home. German who served Wilson or Wilson. Yeah, German. He served 11 presidents. He was a cleaner, a butler and an elevator operator. And he died a week ago. Saturday he was 91. He died of COVID-19. And um. He was born um, to uh, a farm worker and his wife. As a child, he had no shoes. He walked. He was born in 1929. He walked six miles to school at age 12. He dropped out of school to work on a farm. He moved to Washington, D.C. in 1955 and did catered parties in Georgetown before he got hired at the White House. Very proud of his job, his granddaughter said. Went to work every day, just groomed and polished. He never judged. He never complained because he went through so many trials and tribulations uh, as a you know younger person and how mm-hmm. he grew up. He was the mechanic. He could fix your, our roof. He did everything. And presidents of both parties appreciated his service and discretion. President Carter tried to get him to work for him after he left the White oh, House. Right. I love the New York Times. Uh, They give good. They have um, good obits. They do, and Mm -hmm. like many longtime White House staff members, Wilson scrupulously guarded every first family's privacy. Jenna Bush Hager posted something on Instagram about how much they loved him. Yep, and um, and so he worked at the White House from 1957 to 93, and then again from 2003 to 2012 when he retired under Obama and he there's a photo of him if you read michelle obama's memoir becoming um mm-hmm. there's a photo fo- she included a photo of him he was just so he loved his job and anyway wilson german Wilson german anyway we'll be back